Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. Because it's easy to remember that when we're at the mountaintop, right? But when 
we're in the valley, we need to also remember that He is good, that He has amazing plans for us. And it's important to remind us of those things, to know that God is calling us to be something so much more, so much better, so much different, more exciting, more challenging, more adventurous because of His amazing plan for us. So we're not meant to just exist. I say all that to say we're not meant to just exist. So with that understanding in mind, the understanding that we're called to be so much more than just a group of people. Gathering together once a week, sing a few songs, listen to a sermon, then go back to our weekly routine until the following Sunday. We're called to be so much more than that. And he has an amazing plan for restoration. The church whom he has birthed and building. So that's why it's important for us to be reminded of our vision and the values that God has given to restoration. So let's go through that again. So briefly, the definition for vision is what? What we desire to become in the future. I'm not making this up. This is the definition of vision. So vision is more like a long-term destination that we are striving or we like to see. Right? And mission is how we differentiate ourselves from the other people or the other churches. In, uh, think about another word as mission is like a short-term goal. When you go on an interview, I think most of us have gone on interviews, right? And someone would ask you, what are your goals? What are your short-term goals? You know, what are your goals for the next year? What are your goals for like 10 years from now? That's what it is. A mission is more like something that we're doing right now, shortly. It's a short-term goal that we're setting out for ourselves in order to help us reach our long-term goal, which is a vision for us. The values that we need to have in place, those, just think of them as the borders or the boundaries for us to flow. As we are what? We, we learned this from John. Rivers of living waters. So when we have the values set out for us, we will know to stay within those values, the values that we have, and operate within the values that we have. Because if we go outside of those values, just think of it like we're we, we floating along on the river, right, with, our, with ease. And if we decide to get off the river and go on land, the river's not flowing anymore. We will have to walk. We will have to try to get there on our own. So I'm going off track. But I think uh, hopefully you guys know what I'm trying to say in terms of what is a vision, what is a mission, and what the definition for values. So these two weeks will focus on the vision, and it's not 100 years from now. But whatever, however long it is, we will continue to build toward that. So the vision that was given to us, which I think most of us know, glorify Jesus everywhere, came from Psalm 126. So this is where our name also came from, Psalm 126, restoration. Because in Psalm 126, the first half of Psalm 126 is about the people being filled with joy and laughter when they were restored back to God. That's the first half of Psalm 126. The second half of Psalm 126 is to continue praying for complete restoration of all people. And, and the second half of uh, Psalm 126 is about God sending those people who have been restored to God to go out to bring restoration to everyone else, to rescue others, and to bring complete restoration to all people. That's where restoration comes. We are those who have been restored. Right? We are those who have been rescued, and now God is sending us out to rescue others, to share the gospel, to help the cap set the captives free until, as I said, all tongues will confess where Jesus is glorified everywhere. We all need to bow down to Jesus. So our mission 
um, I will just quickly go through this is a mission, and I want to because I want to focus on like what are three values that we have at Restoration. A mission is to focus on living daily with a kingdom-minded focus. Focus on the kingdom. What does that mean? And we'll go through that briefly. That's how we differentiate ourselves from anyone else. Is we 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 want to keep our eyes and our vision and live daily with the values that we have that God has given to us in order to that's how we can naturally live out our mission which is that's what I call kingdom living an example I want to briefly give an example of what is a kingdom living is we've been going through the book of John right and we see that in every chapter every day Jesus was getting um, opposition from the Pharisees and the religious leaders and but he didn't shrink back they try to discredit him. They try to like counter him. They try to trick him. He didn't shrink back. That's what we need to do also is to continue to live out our life on a daily basis. Because right now, if we can use the same app, um, apply the same situation that Jesus had to go through is we're constantly getting opposition from intellectuals. We get opposition from uh, those in a position of power, uh, those in authority, uh, politicians, famous people, they're constantly telling us the lifestyles that we need to have and how we are supposed to live. But when we see that Jesus didn't shrink back from what they were trying to trick Jesus, they're trying to push Jesus aside. That's what we mean in terms of kingdom living, is to live out the kingdom lifestyles. And um, the, the, the difficult part is we realize when you live in the city, it's challenging. Things move at such a fast pace because of the business, busyness of life. We're being pulled in many different directions. Distractions and influence by so many things, social media, news outlets, our neighbors, right? Peer pressure from our neighbors, from our family members, from our colleagues, you know, to, to not bring up Jesus. Everyone wants to talk about God. Everyone wants to talk about being spiritual, but when you talk about Jesus, suddenly the conversation stops because nobody wants to talk about Jesus. Yeah. See, people's kingdom principles, and as we live within these boundaries, we will automatically fulfill the mission that we have set out for us, and we will automatically approach the vision that God has given to us, not only here, but also to the nations. And we'll talk more on that in a couple minutes. So, it is extremely important for us to know that the values that we have that I'm going to talk about, we want to make sure we have these values reflected in everything that we do. Whether it's in youth group, even when the kids are here, we want to make sure we share the gospel. We want to make sure we talk about Jesus. We want to make sure that they know who Jesus is, and we want to make sure that help them to come to understand that you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's not because, well, if you go to church, that means you're okay. We want to help them build that relationship. Same thing with any other church gathering on Sunday morning, a meeting, right? We want to sing songs that exalt Jesus. Take the focus away from us and lift the focus to Jesus. The, the songs that we sing, the songs that we pick, we got to make sure that it is about Jesus. So, okay, let's talk about these three. I know you're probably sitting here thinking, Hugh, you're rambling on and on. Let's talk about these three values that, that, that you've been talking or trying to say. Number one, pursue Jesus and his presence. 
I just want to throw out a couple verses for us before uh, I talk more in depth. Number one, First John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. We love before because he first loved us. Revelation four eight. I love this this verse. This is when there's a picture of heaven, of all the creatures and the angels and the elders in heaven. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and were covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. And this is the important part right here. Day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Day and night, they never stop saying. God's presence is so amazing and so incredible that that's all they can say. Holy, holy, holy. So that's why we want to always pursue him and pursue to be in his presence. And everything that we do is from a place of a revelation of who Jesus is. What, we, what he has done for us, it should never be a requirement or conditional. We shouldn't feel like, well, I have to go to church. It should be, I should go to church. I want to go to church because I want to be in his presence. I want to worship Jesus together with, with my fellow followers of Jesus. It should be done through that place of revelation. That's why we can sing, right? If we, if we come and just, well, I suppose to be here so I can receive a little blessing, a little favor, and then I'm just going to go away. No, we come because we want to be in his presence. We want to pursue him and lift him up and honor him and praise him. And when we do that, God will pour out his blessings. He will pour out his revelation and speak to us and give us wisdom and discernment and allow us to know more of who he is. Because if we go from a place of requirement or conditional or religious, we will eventually get tired and resentment will set in. And as we have a revelation of who Jesus is, as we remember, the, the elders have been with God forever, and all they could say was, holy, holy, holy. Think about that. All they can say is, holy, holy, holy. That's amazing. This is something that is a podcast that Vanessa and I just listened to, and, and there's two worship leaders that, if we can wrap our minds around this, the elders who have been in the throne room of God 24-7, all they can say was, because they're so in armor with God. His glory was so mighty, so incredible. All they can say was over and over again, holy, holy, holy. That is the God that we worship. That is the God that we want to pursue, to be in his presence, that we're so in awe in his presence that we couldn't say anything else. We cannot articulate our thoughts. We cannot articulate our mind. All we can say was holy, holy, the Lord God Almighty. And you can keep saying that over and over. So as we have a revelation of who Jesus is and be in his presence so then we can live passionately for him. That is what it meant to pursue Jesus, pursue his presence, and live passionately by centering our lives and our church on Jesus. Practically, how do we do that practically? Right? Just briefly, we always come and sing to him so we can set our heart and our mind to be in the right place, to be in his presence. Seek him out. 
instead of coming with the, with the idea that, well, God, you need to talk to me. If you don't talk to me today, I don't know if I'm going to come next week. Oh, I was like, well, God, you know, can you just do something for me? Was this holy, 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 you are so incredible. I'm just here to worship you because there's nothing else that I would rather do because I have seen your glory. I have experienced your presence and just sing out to him. So that's how we pursue his presence together as a local church, both on the Sundays and on the worship night. Come and join us as we truly push in deeper and deeper in terms of being in his presence and worshiping him and singing to him, regardless of what's around us, regardless of whether we can sing or don't sing. And that's why you see sometimes we linger. Vanessa brought a prophetic word. It's, it's a word of encouragement. It's about we be reminded that God is a God of love. We might receive that. It may not be for you, but it could be for you. It could be for me as a reminder. This is who God is. He's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. That's who he is. He's a God of love. Because those prophetic words will come, come true in terms of to comfort us, to help us give us affirmation, to give us encouragement, to remind us about something that was spoken previously. So the more we are, the more familiar we are to be in his presence. And coming into his presence quickly versus you have to wait three songs before you can come into his presence. Hopefully that's not the case. We can come into his presence right away because I've come with an anticipation. I've come here to ready to be in the presence of God together with my fellow Christians, whatever names that you guys want to use. So then we can all be encouraged. And the easier we can come into the presence of God, the easier we can hear him. This is how we pursue Jesus, according to Scripture. Jesus is the glory. We have to pursue Jesus through this. Read Scripture. 1 John 1, 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. So the disciples have heard, have seen, have touched this right here, Scripture. We can do the same just by learning scripture. We need to do that. We need to pursue scripture just as much as we want to pursue his presence. Coming to church on a Sunday versus knowing what scripture is saying. That's how we pursue him. If we want to learn more about Jesus, read scripture, study scripture. Reading other books are great. We all should read more. I should read more. I do read a lot. But we must spend more time learning about Jesus through this. Hopefully this is not going to be a, too much of a challenge for everyone else. If you read a lot, hopefully this is the book that you read the most. It should be the book that we read the most and most often. That's how we get to know Jesus. That's how we pursue him. An illustration is, right, if you want to know someone, you need to spend time with them. You need to talk to them directly. Right? You can't just get to know someone through what you read or through social media, through the pictures that they post, through all the fun things that they're doing. You get to know someone by spending time with them. Same thing. 
pursue Jesus. We pursue the word of Jesus and we pursue his presence. That's the Holy Spirit. We need both and we must have both. If I can use an example, an illustration to help us understand the importance of having both and pursuing both. It's because if we, if we enter into his presence, right, we wanna, that's how we hear from God. And his presence will tell us to go on an adventure. Go north, young man. His presence will t- tell us where to go. But the word, scripture, will give us the foundation and the confidence in proceeding and stay the course on our adventure. Something to keep in mind is something I remind myself sometimes. The things that God has called me into, he will equip me. It's not because he only called the equipped. He equipped those who he called. We know this, right? So if we know scriptures, we will know. Romans 8.30, Hebrews 13, 1 Corinthians 1. He equipped those who he called. So when we, are, when we hear his presence and we go north, and as we start going north, there will be times when we get tired and hungry. There will be times when we come up against incredible mighty giants. And what are we going to say? Well, I'm too weak. I am too insignificant. But if we pursue Jesus and know scripture, and we know that we have faith in Jesus. What does faith say? What is faith? Confidence in what we hope for. An assurance of the things that we do not see. So what we do not see is, we do not see a way to get through this. All we see is our giants, they're going to crush us. But because scripture says, have faith in Jesus, we will walk through the giants as if they don't exist. Because we know that Jesus work of Jesus through a physical community at the local church. We practice and believe in the local church because what? Jesus is building his church. I, I say this all the time, and I know you guys know this. There's only one thing in scripture that Jesus is building. I see only one thing. He's building his church. So we need to be a part of his church. We know this, right? Matthew 16, verse 17 and 18. Actually, verse 18. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. It's a revelation that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the son of God. And he said, okay, now that you know I am the son of God, I'm going to use you and build my church. And the gates of Hades will not prevail. We see the example of the early church in Acts. We need to try and stay true to scripture as much as possible in terms of what is the local church. The reason we often refer to Acts regarding the local church because that's how it was done before men get involved, before people get involved. People tend to, they say, I know better. We tend to have a thinking that I know better. There's a better plan. There's a better way to build a church. You know, I understand this group of people, so let me approach it a a, a different way. I have a better design. I can come up with a more convenient way. I can come up with an easier way to build a church. But we need to step back and understand that Jesus is the one who's building his church. Just look at the early church in Acts. Just, just one verse I want to quote. Acts 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and to prayer. Just that one verse right there. Talk about what we're supposed to do as a church. Teaching the, to 
to the apostles' teaching. That's in teaching the word, learning scriptures. Come on a Sunday, learn what scripture is. Go through scripture together, which will help us to have a greater revelation of who Jesus is. This should never become boring to us. I hope. I hope it will never become boring to you. Fellowship and breaking of bread. Gathering for corporate events, Sundays, worship night, prayer night, and in individual worship fellowship in terms of hanging out with one another, building relationship with one another. So that's why when Vanessa and I reach out to you guys, it's not because there's something wrong with us or we need to talk to you about something. We just want to build fellowship. We just want to get to know each other better because we're practicing what we see in here. Sometimes, even if you don't want to be with people, but you must make an effort to build fellowship with people because that's what scripture is telling us. That's what Jesus is telling us to do. Prayer, right? And praying in that same verse and to, and to pray. They devoted themselves to prayer. They said prayer and worship. In, in Acts 2 verse 47, they said, and they were praising God. So that means they were praying together and they were worshiping God together. I'll touch more on the particular biblical community. I'll talk more in depth on the local church next week. But if I can sum it up, if we look at the examples in Acts, if I can sum it up by saying we or we want to be the church that is devoted to learning the word, devoted to fellowship, both on Sunday and outside of Sunday gathering, and wholehearted worship and prayer. Wholehearted worship and prayer. You guys know Eunice really well. I love to see that. And uh, I don't think you fully understand. I, I think I'm sick of, my kids are sick of hearing me. Or in the morning, or in the shower. And just be in a place where you just cry out to God because he's so awesome. And you just cry because he's so amazing. That's what I want to strive for. That's what wholehearted worship means. Like with everything that you have. No distraction and just see nothing else, experience nothing else, but to praise God because he is worthy. When we're able to do that, that means we have a revelation of who he is instead of, yeah, let's just get through these songs and we'll move on. Because we are in his presence, we want to lift him up and praise him and make it all about Jesus. Because when we make it all about Jesus, it's amazing. I don't know how else to describe it. Make it about Jesus, and suddenly we will be refreshed. We will be encouraged. We will suddenly have a wisdom and discernment in terms of how to solve the problems that we have, resolve the conflicts that we have, all the anxieties that we have throughout the day, all the confusion that we may have, it will just seem like nothing because of who Jesus is. So worship him and make it all about Jesus, not about us, not about what we can do. You know, I know sometimes, hopefully it's not going to touch too many nerves here. Sometimes people may say, well, I can't sing. I can't sing, but it doesn't matter, right? It's about us and the song. If we say, I can't sing, we make it about us. Hey, Jesus, regardless of whether I can sing or not. Sometimes we may say, well, I grew up in this setting where, where people don't sing, so I'm not used to it. There's a lot of you, I, and me in that. What about Jesus? It doesn't really matter. Make it about Jesus instead of us. It's like, well, I'm not comfortable. There's another I in that. Make it about Jesus. Don't make it about me, myself, and I. 
praise him and lift him up. I want to encourage every one of us, always step outside our comfort zone. If you are worried about your voice sounding bad, we'll turn the volume up even louder so no one can hear anything, so we can all sing. And as we actively participate and practice in the local church, which is a biblical community, we will be able to encourage and support one another to carry out his commission. Right? What is his commission? Which is to go into the nations and preach the gospel. This is what I'm excited about. Go into the nations. Go into the nations. That sounds so barren, right? Advance the kingdom. Go into the nations. Share the gospel. God has called us, restoration, to do that. But not only that, because that's his commission that he's given to each and every one of us. Matthew 28, verse 18 and 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. We want to always keep the focus on sharing the gospel because God has called us, commissioned us, commanded us is to share the gospel, baptize and make disciples, right? Talk about Jesus with people. Share to people, share with people about Jesus. When they will ever be timid, not ashamed of who Jesus is. But more importantly, share from a place of love, not judgment. Share the gospel from a place of love means be considerate of what others can handle. Instead of, well, I'm going to tell you well how it is and you're going to take it whether you like it or not. There's no love in that. Be considerate of what others can handle. Be considerate of how they can receive it. Communicate in the way that they can receive it. How much are they ready to hear about Jesus? Maybe just share a little bit at a time. And also from a place of love, meaning have we unconditionally praying for them beforehand? Because, you know, when we love someone, right, we pray for them, right? When we love someone, we care for them. When we love someone, we're sensitive to what they're going through. When we love someone, we check in on them to see how they're doing. We do this with people around us locally, the people that God has put in our lives. But that's not all. Go and make disciples of all nations. We have to go into all the nations and as many nations as possible. I actually have so much written on this and I have to cut it down. Because God has given us a DNA to go into the nations of restoration. He has always put a desire within us. For everyone whom God has called to be at restoration, there's a desire for restoration to go into the nations. You may think I love to travel. That's what it means. God is putting a desire in us to go travel to different places. Some would like to go to Paris and do the gospel. Some would like to go to Mexico. Some would like to go to South Africa. Some would like to go to like Asia. Some would like to just go to Lincoln Park. It doesn't matter. God has called us to go everywhere. And that's okay. If you're not able to go somewhere, since we are a church, we can support one another. Pray for those people. Financially support those people. 
this is why we have so many different people from many different ethnicities came from different countries because that's who God has called us to be, to call us together because eventually he can send us out to go into the nations. He has created and birthed the restoration to impact not only this neighborhood but the surrounding neighborhoods. But keep in mind, it's not about just this neighborhood or just this building. As much as we appreciate this building, but it's about the nations that we minister to. It's the nations. God will be sending us to the nations. We've only been around for five, well, it will be five years next month. But we have been able to send people to Mexico, send people to France, send people to South Africa. And we know there will be more nations in our future. COVID-19 put a temporary pause on it. But that's not permanent. That's not forever. We will resume sending people to the nations to share the gospel and to help win people to salvation. Keep in mind, as I said earlier, not everyone will need to go. But for us as a church, God has called us to reach the nation through certain individuals or groups. Not everyone needs to go or should go. Some are meant to go to impact and influence. Some are meant to stay here. But in general, he has put a desire within us to think big, to think global. There's so much more out there than just our family or our neighborhood or the things that we have. And for those who stay, we can share the gospel so then people can have eternal life. Over 35 people in this church accepted Jesus and they will have eternal life. I'm not even counting the, the endless, the countless acts of medical assistance that we gave to those people and medication that we gave to those people for free. But what we need to keep in mind is everyone at Restoration can rejoice in that because we went, right? Maybe I went, but I was a representative of Restoration, so we are all there together to rejoice in the fruit that we receive from that. Next time someone else will go. But either way, we must always keep in the forefront and prioritize that the greatest of all commissions are yours. So I want to begin to bring this morning to a close. I'm not bringing it to a close yet. I want to begin to bring this morning to a close by encouraging everyone, everyone at Restoration to daily live out these three values that, that we talked about, right? Because we make up the church, right? The church is, is not this building. This is what we meet. But this building is not the church. We make up the church. So when each one of us live out these three values right here, and together the church will automatically live out these three values. Pursue Jesus and his presence. Live out a biblical community. Don't worry about the trends. Don't worry, worry about what people are saying, what people are doing from their lives. Live out a biblical community of what we see in scripture and always focusing on trying to advance the kingdom. Thinking about what can we do, where can we go, and what can we say to people to share the gospel. Prioritize these three values. All the other noise and the, and the distractions and, and the influence will go away. Focus on those three things because there will always be distractions that take us off focus. And I'm encouraging all of us, myself included, to do all these things and always remind one another. And if we start having events where these three values don't actually apply to those events, please come and talk to me because we need to like not do those things, period. Because it doesn't fall within what God has called us to do. So as I mentioned earlier, 
think of the values as the boundaries we have to live by. So if we follow the three values right here and allow it to take us, follow the path that God has set out for us, we will automatically fulfill the mission that God has given to us. And we will eventually reach the destination, the long-term destination of glorifying the name of our Lord, which is the provision that God has given to us. think about how can I share my faith? What can I do? Go and make disciples, right? Baptize me and make disciples. And the more we do that, the closer we will get to the vision that God has given to us to glorify Jesus our Lord. So amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 